Do you love the idea of a truck as a tow vehicle, but not something as big as a half ton? Are you wondering which light-duty truck can tow the most and still deliver good gas mileage style and comfort? Well, my guest today is Mike Caudill. Mike is a TV and media personality most recognized for his reporting on the auto industry. You can find Mike covering the industry at just about every auto show, as a correspondent on Fox News, and on all of his social media outlets. He's here today to talk about his favorite light-duty trucks. Hello, my name is Janine Pettit, and I'm a girl camper. I go places and do things with other adventurous and curious women. We camp like girls in tents, vans, travel trailers, motorhomes, and even cars. We travel solo and in groups to girl camping gatherings, large and small, to bucket list destinations with friends, or on our own to wherever the wind blows us. On this show, we'll talk about the qualities of a girl camper and how you can be a girl camper, too. The girl campers are having a party, and you're invited. Stay tuned while we share what's happening on the back roads of America the Beautiful. The Girl Camper Podcast is brought to you by our consortium of girl camper-friendly RV dealerships. General RV with 13 locations in the U.S., Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, and Bankston Motorhomes with three locations in Alabama and two in Tennessee. Also providing support and sponsorship for Girl Camper is Campco Manufacturing, makers of over 4,000 products for your RV, boat, and tailgating needs. And GoRVing.com, home base for everything you need to get started RVing. And of course, our friends at Liberty Outdoors, makers of the Max and Mini RVs. Welcome, this is Janine Pettit, Girl Camping Ambassador, Blogger, Adventurist, and Podcaster, and this is Episode 208 of Girl Camper, the podcast. My guest today is Mike Caudill. I came to know Mike through my work with Go RVing and instantly liked him. Everyone who meets Mike feels the same way because he is such a down-to-earth person with an incredible passion for his work. He loves cars, engines, trucks, the whole auto industry. In addition to being an avid auto expert, Mike and his wife and two kids are diehard RVers. I love that he is here because he understands towing, and towing is the number one concern for girl campers. I'm so excited to hear what Mike has to say. Stay tuned, everyone. Before we jump into our interview with Mike, I've got a few messages to share. While we're all hunkered down waiting for the storm to pass, Go RVing is out there sharing all kinds of ways to find your way. This is a great time to dig into their website and check out their Find Your Away videos. Talk about inspiring. It's not only a real representation of what RVing adds to your life, but I always think the videos really show off the many different ways to RV. Big rigs like our friends Keith and Tia Sims have or the little ones that I enjoy. There's an RV out there for everyone. To get to the videos, go to GoRVing.com. Scroll down on their homepage where you're going to see a box that says Away Adventures. 
click away and enjoy all the inspiration your fellow RVers have to offer you. Thanks, Go RVing, for inspiring the doers and the dreamers out there. GoRVing.com. Find your way. Our friends at Campco have plenty of inventory in their 11-acre warehouse, and among those items is the Rhino Tote Tank. That tote tank is for emptying your black tank without having to disconnect from the campsite, raise your stabilizing jacks, hook up to your tow vehicle, and drag your camper down to the dump station when your body gets full. This would have helped me out a lot when we were dry camping at Rocky Mountain National Park, and I would only allow my husband to use the bathroom for middle-of-the-night emergencies. <laughs> the tote tank stores easily in the bed of a truck, and it's set up on really flat wheels that, you, that can never go flat. So it really grips the ground when you're towing it. It has a steering mechanism, and you hook it up to your own tow vehicle, and you just drive that thing down to the dump station. Easy peasy. That's a 15-minute operation instead of at least an hour or more if you don't have to wait in line at the um, dump station. So that Rhino holding tank, they come in three different sizes, 15 gallon, no, four, 15, 21, 28, and 36 gallon. I have the 21 gallon, which is plenty for me. This thing is so well made that it's actually patented. They blow mold these right in North Carolina at their own factory. There are so many details on this thing that you're going to want to check out. So check it out on Campco's website. There's a couple of great videos. I'm going to hook up one of the videos in the show notes for this show. Take a look at Campco's tote tank and then never get in that long potty line again. Welcome back, everyone. We're going to jump right in with Mike and dive into light-duty trucks. Mike is not only an expert, but has road-tested most of these himself. Like me, though, he's a Ford owner. Mike, welcome to the Girl Camper Show. Good day. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. It's a beautiful day here just north of Nashville in Gallatin, Tennessee, looking over the water. And it just makes me think about camping. I know. I, I know we're all dying to get out there. And, you know, this two shall pass. We're going to be out there soon enough. And, Mike, I, you know, one of the things that I love about having you on the show is you're not just an auto expert. You're a towing expert. You're an RVer yourself. You've got a, a darling wife and two great kids, and you love to get outdoors with them. Tell me about your camping background. Did you grow up camping? I, I sure did. I love I, I started camping when I was just just a, a little dude in diapers. My mom and dad uh, bought a Volkswagen Westphalia. And if you remember the Volkswagen Westphalias with the, the pop top on it, it yep. was this cool little Euro van. And we would trek all over California in the summer and, and camp in that Westphalia. My sister and I would have the, the top pop top and my mom and dad would sleep down below it, have uh. a refrigerator, a little stove. and. Some of my best memories as a kid were with my mom and dad uh, camping in that Westphalia. And then, you know, years go by and I bought my own tent and had a Toyota 4Runner when I was in college. And my roommates and I, we would load stuff in that truck and we would go out and we would camp up near the Mad River up in Humboldt County where I went to school at Humboldt State and do all of that. And then you kind of fast forward, you get into the work work life uh, down in Southern California. And then, you know, I met my wife and 
we started doing the tent camping thing together and she had a Mazda Tribute at the time. So we would load up her Mazda Tribute. And then once the kids came along, we went big time and got a, a 32 foot uh, Keystone Cougar. And we had that, that bad boy. It was old school too. It was uh, an early one back in the early 2000s. So it had all that heavy wood in it and mm-hmm. ended up buying. And that's where I started learning the, 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 the world of towing, bought a Ford F-250, uh, 6.7 liter turbo diesel and started learning how to tow and back that sucker into the biggest, uh, the biggest campsites I could find and transcended on from that into a class A with a, a Thor hurricane. That's a 2016 Thor hurricane 34 J, which we own now. Oh my gosh. So you are big time out there in that. We are, we've, we've done a, a host of trips in that trailer and I think, you know, what's great about what we're going to talk about with the light duty trucks in a minute is people are terrified of, especially on, on the female side, they're a little nervous about towing. And and I was too, when I started towing, I, I went from towing, you know, relatively nothing to a 32 foot, you know, super heavy trailer with with a big duty truck and did that all over California. And then when we moved to the, the class A, not only was I, I towing with a, a motor home, but now I was flying a little, you know, a little car behind it. And we've traveled all over the country. Uh, mm. for about three years in that motorhome doing that. It was fun. And I saw your cross-country trip last year because you just moved from Southern California. You know, you're a California home and grown there to camping country in Tennessee. You are going to have so much fun where you are now. But I watched online last year as you crossed the country with your family, moving from California to Tennessee and stopping at Cadillac Ranch and doing all those great things you get to do when you're really showing your kids the outdoors and showing your kids the country. It's it's all about the experience. And you know, the best part about when you're in a trailer and in a motor home, it, it's about the drive, right? So, you know, making the trek across the country, stopping at Arizona, uh, having a quick overnight, in Santa Rosa, New Mexico, which is one of the, the places the movie Cars, the cartoon movie Cars was was kind of originated. So you, we had a chance to see, uh, you know, a couple of the spots along the way that were really cool. You make your way through Oklahoma and Texas and down into Texarkana. It's mm-hmm. just so much beautiful countryside. And we had a chance to kind of see it all during this trek from California uh, on a one-way stop, California to, to Nashville. Yeah, I I loved watching your stops along the way. And you were so good to give everybody the updates along the way. And and sometimes, you know what, we virtually camp with other people, which is kind of what we're doing right now. I mean, Girl Camper is going to be doing a driveway camping thing this weekend. And there are people who are near state parks that are open and able to use them safely. So it's just fun also just using this time to trip plan. There's two great things about the camping world right now. One is you can get out in your driveway and pull out all your gear. It's kind of what we're doing right now. We're about, you You amass a lot of gear over the years. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of actually going through some of our gear, looking looking at, you know, what we want to keep in the motorhome and, and what we might want to keep at home uh, in the garage this next season. But that's one cool thing that we're doing right now is we're kind of going through. There's so much cool technology. I saw your post about this cool little sewer cover yeah from like, camco i love it i like this is the coolest thing in the world that you know what we're i and i'm that guy right i'm the one setting up the black tank for the, mm-hmm. for the, the trailer and the motorhome and i'm like all right find me a rock tyler go find out a rock of course that is what a cool little thing so yeah we're just going through our stuff right now and then you know we're we're gonna 
kind of get everything set up and be ready to go here in a few weeks when when things start to loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm so happy to be covering this topic with you today because although I personally love my F-150, it's way more than many people who camp in an RV that weighs under 3,500 pounds really needs. You know, our girl campers like those lightweight towables. So I'm often asked about the light duty trucks. And so I really am excited to get your intel on what's new out there. So tell us what you got, Mike. What are we going to start with? Yeah, so you've really got four trucks in the category, uh, in that light duty truck category. You have the the Ford Ranger, which I'm not really going to touch on today because you've covered the Ford Ranger uh, quite a bit in the past. Yeah, Uh, we have. You have the the 2020 Chevy Colorado, the 2020 Jeep Gladiator, and the 2020 Nissan Frontier. And although you really wouldn't normally put the Frontier in this category, you just wouldn't think of it top of mind. You always think big three, Chevy, uh, you think about um, Ford, and you think about Jeep. You think about Ram, right? Mm-hmm. They don't have a light duty truck. So when you look at these three trucks, I'm going to give you the Colorado. I'm going to give you the Gladiator. I'm going to give you the Frontier. And I'm going to start with the Frontier first. And I'm okay. starting with the Frontier first because it has the, the most affordable price point. So for a small light duty truck, you're starting under $20,000. And it's really about that towing capacity. So you have up to 6,500 pounds of towing capacity. When you think about that, and that's just their general rating, that's pretty That's pretty good towing capacity. But then they also have an actual towing package, a, a significantly uh, altered package to give you a little bit more stability, and that actually puts the max towing at 6,700 pounds, right around 6,720 pounds, with, with a payload, which is also important, of uh, just under 1,500 pounds. I like the Nissan Frontier, and here's something good for listeners is that this is the first year they've changed out the motor on that vehicle, going to a a three-liter motor. So consumers wanted a a bigger motor on that. They went from a smaller motor to a bigger motor. Now they have a 3.5-liter motor in that Nissan Frontier, so they're giving you more engine options for that vehicle. If you're somebody that wants to take that truck on daily to work and you want something that has good fuel economy, you now have different engine options on it. You have this 2.5 liter four cylinder and you have a four liter V6, but giving you all these options now for the Nissan Frontier. So when you really look at it, you have a MPG of up to 23 on the highway, which isn't all that great, but you have the motor behind it. And then they give you body styles. They give you a king cab, a crew cab. So you'll start under $20,000 and you can make your way up to $30,000 with this truck. And you normally wouldn't put the Frontier in that category, but because they increased the engine size, you now have the ability to have a max towing capacity of 6,720 pounds. And that's pretty cool. Now, oh, well, that is, that. yeah, that is a great towing capacity for um, those of us who like the lightweight towables. Like my camper is uh, 3,500 pounds dry weight. So fully loaded, maybe it's 4,500. I've never weighed it because I tow with something way bigger than I need. But so the trick here, Mike, is to get the right engine for what you want to tow. So, it, well, here's what's interesting. Yes, the engine and the torque of that engine are important. The next two trucks I'm going to talk about, I'll explain why there are variations in how you how you identify which vehicle you want. So what I was going to mention a minute ago is that here's the Nissan Frontier is really meant for the person that is going to be towing on the pavement and going to a more of a pavement-based campsite. You're not going to go off-road. So what's great about a towable 
uh, especially in this light duty truck category, is that you're gonna go, you're gonna back your trailer in, you're gonna detach your trailer, and you're gonna drive away in your truck. Well, a lot of people wanna get off-road, they wanna go do things. You're not gonna really do the off-roading thing in that Nissan Frontier. It does have four-wheel drive option, but you're not gonna really do much creative off-roading in it, which leads me to the next vehicle, and that's the 2020 Chevy Colorado. So the Chevy Colorado starts two grand more at about 21,300 bucks. And you get actually up to 30 uh, miles per gallon of MPG on the highway and a towing capacity up to 7,000 pounds with a max towing capacity with all the bells and whistles at about 7,700 pounds. And that's a lot with a payload of roughly 1,578. Now here's what's unique is that you have three different engine options you have a 2.5 liter, a 2.8 liter, and a 3.6 liter V6. If you're going to tow, you're going to want to you're going to want that 3.6 liter V6 to to tow with that weight. But here's kind of a unique factor: is one of the trim packages for the Colorado is called the ZR2, and that's their performance off-road trim package. Now you'll go from a $21,000 truck up to a $43,000 truck, but you have up to five, you have up to 5,000 pounds in towing capacity. So let's take your your trailer. Your trailer you can still tow with the ZR2 package up to 5,000 pounds in towing capacity, but under the hood you have a 2.8 liter turbo diesel. So now you have towing capacity and the off-road the ZR2 package comes with upgraded suspension, a lift kit, bigger wheels and tires. Now you can tow to a location, back in, detach, and go off-roading. And that's pretty cool. Entry-level off-roading fire trails, a little bit of more single track stuff, but you now have the ability to go backcountry fishing uh, and out on a on a day run in in the lower foothills. Yeah, that that looks like so much fun. I would love for you to tell people um, what that phrase turbo diesel means. Perfect. So you have two different types of engines. You have a regular gas based engine. And then you have a turbo diesel engine. A turbo diesel engine, obviously the diesel part means that you're gonna put diesel fuel in it, but when you have a turbo on an engine, basically what that means is you can use a smaller displacement motor to get more power and better fuel economy out of the engine. Basically means you can tow more for smaller engine. Mm-hmm. So if you've, if you've followed the truck industry for years, kind of the, the, the engine that everybody talks about is the six liter Cummings diesel motor that is in the Ram trucks. Mm-hmm. They've got a bigger one now, it's a 6.7 liter, but it's, it's a fail safe motor. Turbo diesel motors are really good motors. They're meant for towing. And so when you have a small displacement 2.8, 2.8 inch turbo diesel motor in this vehicle, it gives you a lot of torque to tow and great fuel economy as well. So it spools the motor up. That turbo spins and creates more power for that vehicle. So here's my question on that. So that's the turbo diesel. Is that the equivalent of the gasoline EcoBoost? It, it is, right? So the EcoBoost motor is a is a turbo-based motor as well. So an EcoBoost is boost, turbo diesel. In the world of turbos, we call it boost. Um, so an EcoBoost motor is a turbo motor. Uh, that's why the, the Ford Raptor, if you're into the automotive aftermarket, you love the Ford Raptor. They went from a gas-based motor to another gas-based motor with a turbo on it. So you can have a gas motor with a turbo. It doesn't always have to be diesel. You can put turbos on gas motors and diesel motors. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I have an EcoBoost on mine. So I have the 3.5 liter V6 EcoBoost on my F-150. Yep, so you got got a turbo boosted motor under the hood. Mm -hmm. So it's a smaller engine because I had a 5.7 liter V8 F-150 for years, which I totally loved. And I was really... Like, I just wanted that same engine, but they don't make the 5.7 liter for the F-150 anymore. Mm-hmm. And it was a gas guzzler, wasn't it? You oh, my gosh. Yeah. 12 miles a gallon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Which is, which is great and kind of leads me to to the, the last of the trucks. And, and I'll tell you what, this one, the first two are great. And I think they, they make great trucks along with the Ford Ranger. The Jeep Gladiator is kind of in a world of its own. The Jeep Gladiator was, was introduced last year. And of course you're taking all of the great things about an off-road vehicle in the Jeep and you're putting them into the Gladiator, which is now a truck. So the Jeep Gladiator is a truck. The MSRP is almost 10, 11, 12, 13 grand more than those other trucks. Mm-hmm. And it starts at about $33,545 and it has a best-in-class towing capacity of 7,650 pounds, and that's what that's what Jeep says. Although that Colorado has a 7,700, um, and we're talking a couple hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. So they have they have this. They're, they're calling it their best-in-class towing capacity, but you have best-in-class payload as well, 1,700 pounds. And what's really unique about the Jeep Gladiator is that you have a Dana 44 and a Dana 44 front and rear axle. What does that mean in general terms? Wider and stronger. So when you are towing, you have more width and more width, more foundation means more stability. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you're wanting to tow for the first time, you want stability. And so that's it's what a, scares people. It's really a wider wheelbase? Wider wheelbase, correct. Wider wheelbase with a and it's called a Dana 44. It's very it's a very unique a uh, very unique axle that has been used for years and years and years. I have them on one of my off-road vehicles. Uh, it's a very unique, wide stance, very stable, mm-hmm. um, very tough axle. So when you take that and you add that together with a variety of different engine configurations, which d- they just announced the diesel version of the Gladiator as well, you can have up to 285 horsepower under the hood. They have 15 different variations of that vehicle. And what's really cool about the what's really cool about the Gladiator is that when you add in what they've ca- called their max towing package, so they actually have part of a trim level that's called a max towing package. They add in a 240 amp alternator, they add in a class four hitch, and then you have those Dana 44 wide front and rear axles, and then they put in an engine cooler, which is a big thing. An engine cooler for towing means that you can keep your engine cool while towing up hills and on long freeway runs. And that's very important so that you don't blow up your engine. So the Gladiator is is a different kind of truck because when you tow and then you back in and you detach, you can literally take this thing rock crawling out in the Mojave Desert. You can take it crawling um, you know, across the desert in California or even the Smoky Mountains here in the south. Well, you know, I I took the road test in this at the auto show in New York last year. Did you go down where they had that whole off-road thing? And my God. I, you, I did a segment. I, did, I actually did a full TV segment on, on air uh, about it, and it was really cool. Oh, we'll have to dig that up and attach it to this, uh, the show notes for this. So I thought that thing was so cool. And really, you don't think of Jeep as a tow vehicle, but this is a Jeep truck. It's not like a Jeep 
passenger. You know, Jeeps are fun, but they're really not the best tow vehicles, except for this. Exactly. So for, for this, that's exactly what they've done is they've created a tow vehicle with the Gladiator. And it was one of the most anticipated vehicles from the Jeep brand in a long time because they have all of these really cool vehicles uh, that are meant for off-roading, your Rubicons and whatnot, your Mojaves mm-hmm. and, and your JKs and trim levels for all, the, all mm-hmm. the standard Jeeps. But then when you add the truck into the mix, it gives them something now that will compete in that mid-size light-duty truck. Uh, category. So this is really what you want to get if you are the off-road enthusiast and and if you want to look super cool because this is a beautiful vehicle. It is. Yeah. If you want to look cool and you want to go off-road, that that could be the right vehicle for you. But if it's all about price point and, you know, let's face it, when we start talking numbers in the auto industry, it's very easy for us. Oh, it starts at $33,495. But then when you think about the general consumer in the marketplace, you got to put about three, four thousand dollars down on that vehicle, and your payment's going to be about four, five, six hundred bucks a month. That's a lot of money, right? So it you is. look at that Nissan Frontier, and you go, "Hey, you know what? That Nissan Frontier starts at twenty-one thousand. I can get it fully loaded for under thirty thousand dollars. Now I've got a really cool truck that I can go towing with, and I don't need to get fully off-road. I can put a four. I can get the four-wheel drive option on that, and really take advantage of doing some some fire trails and some light-duty off-roading, which is what most Americans do anyway." You know, I really love that, and and this is one of the things. Uh, I get so many questions about the lightweight trucks, and we did talk about the Ranger, and we'll just recap the Ranger for a minute, if you don't mind, because, you know, I'm a Ford girl, but that Ranger was a really cool thing, too, the new one that came out last year, and they actually make a camping package that goes with that. They partnered with a company that creates a tent that actually goes on the um, bed of that. So you don't have to tow anything with that if you don't want to. Well, and that's, you know, overlanding is actually a segment that I'm going to be doing here shortly. Overlanding is like one of the fastest running parts of the automotive aftermarket right now. And it's it's growing because there there's a, a the millennials, they don't want to tow and they don't want RVs. They want to be able to take their normal vehicle and throw a tent on top and, mm-hmm. and get off road. And that's, you know, Ford, when they launched the new Ranger after it being gone for 12 years, they brought the Ranger back to a lot of fanfare. And the way they launched it uh, down in San Diego, and I was there for the launch, is they wanted it to be a complete off road theme. So we took it off road. It has traction uh, control for hill descent mode. Uh, that it stop, stops the vehicle going down. It has an e-locker on the rear, which uh, an electric locker means you're locking in the hubs so that the vehicle pushes it or pulls itself up a hill. Mm. So it's a really good off-road vehicle, and you can take it just about anywhere. And, yeah, like you said, they're adding in all these cool features uh, for the new vehicle. It, with the manufacturers, Mike, what do you see in terms of competition now for creating that lightweight, um, uh, light-duty truck? Because I was pretty excited when they brought the Ranger back. My husband's uh, pest control company uses the Rangers for years and years. That's all It's all his company bought was the Ranger. But of course, they had the bottom-of-the-line things. They didn't even come with a bumper. You had to pay extra for a bumper, rear bumper. But they were great, like, uh, trucks for, you know, the cable guy and the pest control guy. But when they came back with that Ranger, I mean, they really came back to say, we're in this market too. A hundred percent. And my first memory of a Ford Ranger uh, is actually the the U.S. uh, Park Service. So 
the green Ford Rangers were used by park rangers. And I remember as a kid seeing, you know, these really kind of light green uh, park ranger vehicles. And you know what, they, the ranger name is synonymous with really being the first to create a really cool small truck. So what's great is it's universal. And everyone's kind of followed suit in that. The Colorado is, is new, right? Relatively new. It's been out for a few years, but the Ranger has been around for a long, long time. As has the Frontier. They've both been around uh, for a long time. And the best part about the Ranger is they provide so many different packages with it. And I, you and me are both Ford people. I have a, I have a Ford F two fifty Super Duty. I love that truck. Um, but the best part about a Ranger is it starts right under twenty five thousand dollars. So you're yeah. still in that that lower category. But if you want to get kind of their raptorized version, they have a fully loaded off-road version that you can take off-road. Yeah. Well, so much exciting stuff, Mike, and I'm so glad you came on to talk today. You and I got a lot of projects that we're working on together, and so our next goal here is you and I are going to talk in a couple of weeks about that super luxurious SUV, like Maybe you're a glamper and you want to have the option of towing something or doing some fancy truck, uh, car, SUV camping in maybe an Escalade or an Expedition. So we're going to have you back and we're going to talk about that. Can't wait to talk about it. I'm sure we're going to talk a little Expedition, a little Escalade, maybe even a Sequoia Limited. We got and, lots to talk about. And I like that um, QX180. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. There's some great vehicles out there to choose from if you want to glam. Well, Mike, tell everybody uh, where they can find you and follow you. Uh, I want to put it, put you out there because you are the guy to ask a question to. I appreciate that. You know, there's the best place to follow follow me is actually a, a website called OurAutoExpert.com. Um, it's myself and a, a TV partner of mine, Nick Miles. He's my, my British counterpart. And he's fun. He does a, <laughs> yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I do a lot of stuff. And then I, I do a lot of stuff on television. So mm-hmm. uh, travel the country doing, you know, doing stuff on a lot of different Fox stations. But that's the best spot or my YouTube page. It's just Michael Cardell. And I'm going to put all those links in our show notes connected to this podcast. So people aren't going to have to search. Just open up the podcast uh, blog post and click so they can find you. So, hey, Mike, happy trails out there. Enjoy Tennessee. I'm a little jealous. Weather's great. Summer's uh, right around the corner. It's time for camping and boating. Get out there, my friend. Thanks for coming on today. Thanks, Jenny. Happy trails. Well, that's our show for today. I want to thank Mike for coming on the show. It's great hearing from an auto expert who also happens to be an RV or two, someone who really understands towing. It's a good thing. I also want to thank our friends at Bankston Motorhomes. Bankston Motorhomes has six locations in Alabama and Tennessee. They are a number one best in business award winner that's been helping families make their RV travel dreams come true since the 1970s. Whether you're looking for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a travel trailer, Bankston has something for you. And right now, boy, everything's on sale. Some of our auto and RV dealerships are closed right now, but get online because they're taking your calls. They're taking your questions. They'd be happy to talk business with you on the phone. Get online. Check out everything Bankston has. They have a huge, huge inventory, and they're getting ready for their spring shipment. So get online and check out bankstonmotorhomes.com.
I also want to thank Setzer's World of Camping in Huntington, West Virginia, General RV with 13 locations across the country, our friends at Campco, and of course, Go RVing. I'd also like to thank you, the listener. Thanks for tuning in to the Girl Camper Podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Happy trails.